want to read out of Hebrews chapter 2. We're going to jump down to verse 6. I titled today, Five Things God Has Given Us for Winning at Life. I think I changed the title a little bit. Let me see what I changed it to. Five Things God Has Made Us to Be for Winning at Life. Five Things God Has Made Us to Be for Winning at Life. And I got this out of Hebrews chapter 2. Actually, um, this was read in church this past week. And um, the verse that my pastor used was in Hebrews 2. And of course, he was. this is one of the verses. He used multiple other verses for uh, the message that he was preaching. <clears throat> but I got stuck on this verse and made a bunch of notes about it. Well, not a bunch. I just wrote down some of the things I wanted to study. And then I went out and studied it. And Hebrews 2 and 6 and uh, there's a few things that it says in here that God has made man. And it's a, this is kind of a conversation between, um, you know, an angel to God, so to speak. And um, we want to see what God has given to man and human so that we can see what we've been created to be to be successful in this life. Um, you know, and I say this, I preface, I want to preface this, that God... Uh, has created us for him he created us for his love and uh, we can't forget that a, the priority of our life is to bring recognition and glory to God that's the first priority above anything but once you've got priorities in order it's okay to have the best life that you can ever have God has created you and he loves you and wants you to be blessed and enjoy this life while you're here but there's work to be done and there's priorities in place that we need to put in place. And, uh, you know, as long as you put God first before anything, anything else is game as far as it, as it being moral and pleasing to God. You know, you can have a great life and enjoy life. It's not about living a, a broken, burdened life that's, you know, broken and uh, miserable. That's, you know, that's nonsense. But if you're not prioritizing God, he'd rather you make heaven, be in heaven with him than to be, blessed on earth and lose heaven and end up in hell forever. So Hebrews chapter two, let's start here. And then we'll go through a couple of these verses. Um, let's start in verse five for unto the angels, hath he not put in subject for unto the angels, hath he not put in subjection, the world to come, wherefore we speak, but one in a certain place testified saying, what is a man that thou art mindful of him? Um, that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visitest him. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor and didst set him over the works of your hands. And thou putst all things in subjection under his feet for in that he put all the sub, uh, subjection under him and he left nothing that is put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. So let's break this down. Let's start back in verse six, but one in a certain place testified saying, what is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visitest him? Now I like this in the King James. Let me read this to you in the King, uh, the new King James rather. Let me open. I've got a bunch of other verses we're going to read here in just a second, but read this out of Hebrews two verse six. We're going to read out of the King James, the New King James in the Amplified. It says, 
what is man? But one testified in a certain place saying, what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. You've crowned him with glory. You've set him over the works of your hands, a glory and honor. You've set him over the works of your hands and you put all things under subjection under his feet. So from this, I've got five things that the Lord just stuck out to me, kind of like highlighted it to me while we were reading that scripture in church. I jotted that note down and then I put it to the side for that moment. But when I studied this out, these are five things that God has made us to be for winning at life today, doing anything we can to be victorious in this life. These are five things that God has given to us. Let me read this out of the amplified version. Verse six. Says it has been solemnly and earnestly said in a certain place, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you graciously and helpfully care for and visit and look after him? For some little time you have ranked him lower than and inferior to angels, and you have meaning we're here on earth, and you've crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands, for you put everything in subjection under his feet. So God has given man, human, all of this power and uh, created us you know god is a being he's been god has been he always will be and he forever will be and so much of the world has forgotten that god is a being and exists and is alive today um it's very important that you remember that god exists he's not just a fictitious imaginary figurative creature no he's a being and he's been he's been here before you and i have been here and to mock someone mock the creator that the creation to mock the creator is a disgrace it's a disgrace to humanity so our number one objective is to remember that god is um he has been around before you were i don't care how old you are how young you are what god has been around since before you were ever existing and so we're the creation he's the creator and he's given us five things here in this scripture that i want to point out for winning at life, using these principles. So let's start with number one. He made us to be cared for. God made us to be cared for. Let's read in Romans chapter 8 and 37. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Sorry, let me get to the next page. Nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing can come between us. So we are, number one, we're cared for by the creator we're not going to get all through all the five points today i'll probably stretch these out over a couple podcasts um this will be one that I, that goes on the audio podcast uh, channels channels that i have um but he cared for us he loves us our god has created us to love us why else would he have created you why else do you exist if you if you ever uh, have, have ever watched any documentaries or or tv shows or people that are very um, inquisitive and try to act intellectual they'll ask the question what is the meaning of life what is your mean have you found the reason that you exist well you can start at the basis 
to find all the reasons for life, you can start here and build upon this, that you were created to be loved by God and cared for by God. That's why he created you. He created you to, to love you and to, to care, cherish and care for you. And if you know that now, you can start to base your life on how to act knowing that. So let me give you another scripture here in 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Let's start in verse 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. He cares for you. Let's, let's take a look at the Amplified. I love reading the Amplified to amplify the scripture. Casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, your worries, your concerns, once and for all, on him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. This is your God, your creator. So number one to winning at life, having a winning life, five ingredients that God has made us to be, five things God has made us to be for winning at life. Number one is he's made us to be cared for. He cares for us. He loves us. I'm not making this. This isn't my a couple principles. I I'm just extracting these from Hebrews. This as soon as I read the well, as soon as my pastor read that scripture, I'm not saying I was reading it. I, I heard that scripture being preached and was on a completely different subject. I believe we were talking about demonology and oppression and things like that that were in, as we were in the service. But that scripture, when he read to me, as soon as that scripture was read, God dropped in my spirit. These are five things that I've given the Christian, the believer, for winning at life. Things I've made them to be for winning at life. And this isn't the end-all, be-all. This isn't a new doctrine you have to live by. But these are phenomenal principles that if you'll understand these and subject yourself to them, your life will go up exponentially. Your life will begin to go up. Look, if... You've got to measure things in your life. Let me help you for a second. You, it's important that you measure, you put a measuring stick to your life on a regular basis. How are things going? What, where am I at? Am I in faith? Is there a lack of faith? Am I spending enough time with God? Am I not spending enough time with God? And you don't have to make it religious, be, uh, become religious about it. You become consistent about it. And you become dedicated to serving your God. You know, there's so many things in life that are, that are, that, are, that go on that are right. You know, like this, these past, I would say two weeks for me, you know, we're moving. Um, I've started, it's not that I, it's not, I, I hate, I don't like the term job, but I've started a new job working at, um, working in ministry, um, serving my pastors, uh, Pastor Rich and Pastor Kim um, full time with them now. So we've had an occupy. My wife had an occupation, a job change, career change this year. We've, we've sold a house. We've bought a house. We've, um, just started new businesses. Uh, just so many things going, we're, we're updating a house, uh, doing these different things. We, so there's so many things going on right now. I'm not complaining to you by any means. I'm telling you, this is what can happen in life is you can become busy, occupied with things, and you've got to take time every day and sit back and go where and, and judge where you're at. Judge yourself. Where am I at? 
because if I'm not going down the right continual path, I can get busy and occupied with things. God, I heard this said that if, if the devil can't stop, I'm not saying this is scripture. This is not a scripture I've heard, but I've heard the quote. If the devil can't get in front of you and stop you, he'll get behind you and push you so hard that you don't have things prioritized and everything kind of gets out of whack. So it's important that we take this time to realize God, God cares about you. He loves you. He's a big God. There's a lot of things going on on the earth. I don't know why, but it's so cringy to me. I get that term from my daughter. She says that word now, this, uh, the term cringe, like this is very cringy. Uh, I think it's like a new, ter- I, there's always new terms that younger generations like come out with. Like my generation has a bunch of stuff. I say, I say stuff that, you know, my older relatives or generation they wouldn't understand or they don't say either but she says that word cringy and uh there's there's uh there's cringy things um that that just bother me in some ways that some some things are said but have truth to them you know and and that was one of them you know the, the devil get behind you and push you so hard that you'll you're so preoccupied with things in your life and uh um you, you know the reality i'm not saying that's a scripture but but that's what can happen is we can be get we can get out of whack we can get out of focus and god cares about you god loves you and, and that's a priority for us is to remember that god cares for you he loves you there's so much stuff going on on our planet he's not too big to uh to care for your individual things. God's not so big that he's paying attention to other things. That's one of those cringy things that I, I don't like when people say it's cringy to me when they say, um, you know, God's so big. He doesn't have time to worry about my things. That's so what is God so big doing, right? God is a big God, but don't limit him to, he can only be focused on something in some foreign place that you aren't aware of, or you've never heard of. That he can't focus and help you. That's that's demin- That's making your God smaller than he is. He cares for you. He loves you. Let's read that again in Romans. That was my favorite scripture I read this morning. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 36. Uh, well 37. Yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Who loved us? Well Jesus loved us so much he gave his life for us. And God loves us so much, he gave his son, Jesus, for us, his only son, for us, to die for us. So there's love going towards us that makes us conquerors through his care, through his love for us. Let me give you one more in Second Thessalonians. I want to get through all the scriptures I wrote down for this before we run, before we run out of time. Therefore, brethren, uh, this is Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse, I guess we could start in 15. I wrote 16 down, but we can start in 15. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15. Therefore, brethren, stand fast, hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or by epistle. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting uh, consolation and good hope by grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work out of the amplified. Now may the Lord Jesus Christ himself and the God our, and God, our father who loved us and gave us everlasting consolation and, and encouragement and well-founded hope through his grace or unmerited favor, comfort, 
encourage your hearts and strengthen them. Make them steadfast and keep them unwavering in every good work and word. God cares for you. He loves you. You're not some small pimple on the back of humanity. You are a loved, uh, you, you are a, such a high level creature that angels that exist in heaven with God look at you and me and go, why, what does God care so much for them about that he doesn't care for us about? So what it says in Hebrews here, for unto the angels hath he not put into subjection the world to come, wherefore we speak, but in a certain place testified, saying, What is man, that thou were mindful of him, and the son of man, that thou visiteth him? Or cares for him? See, God, when, when we read that scripture out of, um, out of 1 Peter 5, it, you can say, like, like this, the closest transi- a, a translation to the original text of these scriptures in verse 6 here, says, what a man that you are mindful of him, and thou visiteth him. That's what's translated into cares for out of the New King James. The, the uh, more English version, it's kind of like, I wouldn't say dumbed down, but it's kind of translated so it's easier to read. The original that's closest to it says that thou visiteth him instead of cares for. So God visits you and me. He cares for us that he visits. He takes time with you and me. Well, that scripture out of 1 Peter 5 where it says, uh, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. He does your caring. He carries your cares for you. So you don't have to carry them. He comes to visit you. He's a part of your life. He's involved in your life. That's why it's you can make a commitment to your God to stay pure and live a clean life because you know he's visiting you he's with he lives with you he abides with you he lives in you he's the holy spirit living on the inside of you you can uh not only does he give you power to give you strength all these things but you know in the awareness that he's visiting he's caring for you he's taking care of you is a, a power enough to say no to the things that are displeasing to him I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole, but that's what our God is there to do is to empower and help us and to keep us from the things that are displeasing from him, uh, displeasing to him. And knowing that he's there, knowing that he's around, you do things that you wouldn't do if he wasn't around. You know, like if you have a roommate, you have someone that lives with you. I had roommates, you know, and when I was younger, uh, 19, 20 I had roommates in that in my house that I lived two or three, sometimes three at a time. I had roommates in my house and they all have different personalities. I have a different personality. Each one of them has a different personality. Well, there were things that they wouldn't do because someone else in the house didn't like it or something I wouldn't do because someone else in the house didn't like it. And you were aware you were conscious of those people because we cared for each other. We, we lived in an environment that affected one another. Well, your God is there. He cares for you. And that same is reciprocated to him through our love for him and, and his love for us. Let me give you one more scripture, and then we're going to close here. Out of 1 John. 1 John. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but for perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. Torment. But he who fears has not made, been made perfect in love. 
and we love him because he first loved us. See, we love him because he first loved us. Our love to him is reciprocated because of the, the, his desire to love and care for me and you. He gave that to us first before anything else. Well, what a great God we have. What amazing God we serve and amazing God we have that he cares for us. What, what are these beings? What are these human beings that you care for them, Lord, that you care for, for these uh, creatures on earth? They don't inhabit anything else but earth. You know, we, uh, the angels are saying we, we're spirit beings. We can come, we can go, we can go wherever we want to go. And you love these humans. You value them so much. You visit them. You care for them. You spend time with them. Why? Because he loved us first. He loves us. He cares for us. He created us to be loved by him. His cares are, are aligned with yours. When there's something affecting you, your God cares for you and loves you. And knowing that, like we just read in first John, knowing that love is reciprocated to us or is given to us, we reciprocate that love to him. We give that love to him. He loved us because he loved us. We love him because we were first loved by him. This is one of the first steps. We've got four more to go through. Don't miss these next steps. Uh, we're going to go through these on, on living a successful life. Uh, what God has made us or, or created us to be, to have a successful life. Five things that God's given us. God's made us to be for a successful life. I hope this blessed you this morning. What a great way to start our day, reading the word together. Love you so much. Remember to stay in the word. couple things. Um, I've got a newsletter I'm working on. It's about to come out. Be sure to, to subscribe if you haven't already. Go to dylanmaverick.com. You can subscribe on my website. And uh, be sure to check out what we've got going on. And uh, continue to believe with me. And um, we're going to reach a lot of people. Continue to reach people. And stay tuned on what we've got upcoming. I've got some interviews lined up that we're going to be uh, reaching people. And before you sign off, be sure to share this. Hit the share button on your page. Take a screenshot of it. Post it on your Facebook or your Instagram. Uh, tag Get Up With God. And then, of course, as always, like the page, uh, like the post as well. Um, it kind of brings us up in the analytics and the rankings and things like that to get our to get the word out to other people. Well, hey, I love you so much. Be blessed today. I hope this encouraged you. I love you. Um, be strong in the Lord. The Lord's got your back. He loves you. He cares for you. So be blessed today. Come back for our next morning devotional bright and early in the morning. I'll see you soon. Be blessed. Bye-bye.